0: In the spring of 2010, Kelly Ellis arrived for her first day of work at Google.
1: I think that a lot of people um, back then and still now uh, consider Google to be kind of a dream job. You always hear about them in the news having all of these like amazing perks, and you see the pictures of like the nap pods and the gym and all the food and everything.
2: Kelly was 25 at the time, and she'd worked hard to get there. She had the degree a minor in computer science in college. And she had the experience, four years as a software engineer. Like every new hire, she was given a colorful baseball cap with a propeller on it called a Noogler hat. Then she was whisked through orientation.
1: I was excited. Um, It was like a lot of information. It was a lot to take in. But I was like, this is going to be great. As one of Google's 20,000 or so employees at the time, Kelly
0: dove into the work. But it wasn't long before she started noticing things that didn't sit well with her. Little hints about salaries at Google.
1: It seemed like her male colleagues were making more money. I remember talking to other women engineers about their similar frustrations. I I think I just didn't want to believe that Google could be evil when it comes down to it.
0: Kelly isn't at Google anymore. When she left, her plan was to put her experience
2: behind her and move on with her career. And that's just what she did until other people, including the government, started seeing the same red flags. Now Kelly finds herself in a high-profile battle against one of the largest companies in the world. She's suing Google for discrimination.
0: Hi, I'm Aki Ito. And I'm Ellen Hewitt. And this week on Decrypted, we're taking a look at pay equity at one of Silicon Valley's most celebrated
2: companies. Kelly Ellis and three other women are suing Google, and they're hoping to expand their lawsuit into a class action case on behalf of thousands of women who've worked for the company.
0: We partnered up with the Reveal podcast from the Center for Investigative Reporting and PRX to bring you this episode today. Stay with us.
2: Kelly is on her second job since she left Google. She works out of Oakland for a tech startup, and we recently caught up over lunch. Hey.
1: Hi. Hey, nice to see you. Good to see you. How's it going? Good. Um, I've never been here for lunch before. I haven't either. I've been
2: following Kelly on Twitter for years, way before this lawsuit started, because she's been so vocal about her experience as a woman in tech. She has a tiny gold septum ring in her nose and wears glasses that she nudges with the back of her hand. Do you guys want to do anything besides water to drink? Or are we— um, I'm fine right, with water. Can you I'm surprised by how approachable she is in person because she's pretty salty online. Aki and I first met Kelly at her lawyer's office, and she talked to us about her time at Google. She says that she started seeing the warning signs almost immediately— when she learned she'd be working with what's called front-end code.
1: And that was really, really surprising to me because it was really different from what I had been doing before. I would say a lot of people in the software world looked at front-end engineering as something that, like, you didn't need a degree to do.
2: This is an important distinction in software engineering. Front-end coding, which Kelly was assigned to, focuses on what the consumer sees in their browser— Back-end coding interacts with the plumbing, like servers and databases, and that's what Kelly had done before she came to Google.
1: And I very quickly noticed that that was where all of my women colleagues were working, was in front-end engineering. So I was like, that's kind of annoying. But at the same time, I was still like, well, I'm at Google, though. You know?
0: At Google, everyone has a level, starting at level one for interns and hourly workers up to level 10 or higher for top executives. The higher you are, the more you tend to get paid. And Kelly started to suspect that she was hired at the wrong level.
1: I had had another software engineer join my same team the week after I did. And he and I both graduated in the same year, but he was level four when I was level three.
0: On top of that, there was a whole group of new grads straight out of college who joined a couple months after Kelly. They
1: were all starting at the same level that I was at, and that was when I was like, this feels wrong. But when I would ask people about it, they would say, well, you know, we sometimes downslot people, and then we'll just correct it come promotion time.
0: Kelly applied for a promotion. She says the committee reviewing her application agreed she was doing the work of a level four, but they didn't promote her because she hadn't been at Google long enough to show an upward trajectory.
1: And that was when I realized, like, that I was always going to be playing catch up. Because, like, by the time that I was going for promotion from four to five, like, the people who were four were already at level five. So I was frustrated, but I was still like, well, it's still Google, you know? Um, I don't think I considered quitting.
0: Did you ever talk about that with um, a
1: manager or maybe like an HR rep? Not with uh, an HR rep, but with managers. And again, I was just sort of told, like, trust the system. Like, it didn't seem like there was any remedy. Kelly later did get promoted, twice, and was
0: able to move into a back-end engineering team. But after four years, she quit to go work for a smaller company, where she felt she'd have more opportunities to grow. She tried to put her experiences at Google behind her.
1: I kind of always felt like, yes, this probably has something to do with my gender, but I like fell through the cracks somehow. You know, and my case isn't typical.
2: Three years later, in 2017, Kelly was browsing the news online when she saw an article about a government investigation into Google. In a court hearing, a lawyer with the Department of Labor said that they'd found evidence of systemic compensation disparities at the company.
1: I mean, I was like But I was like, okay, like, now this is getting real. Um, and I read the article and I was like, yep, 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 yep. Learning about
2: the government's investigation made Kelly see her experience in a different light. Around the same
0: time, a San Francisco lawyer named Jim Finberg read about the same investigation. Jim's a lawyer at the firm Outshuler burzon and he specializes in workplace discrimination cases. He remembers how struck he was by the statistical claims cited by the Department of Labor about the alleged difference in what Google paid women and what it paid men. The government found a gap so significant that it was incredibly unlikely for it to have happened by chance. Basically, about one in 100 million. Jim compares it to a coin toss.
2: So if I flip a coin, there's a one in two chance that it'll be... Heads. If I flip a coin a thousand times and it's only heads once out of a thousand times, well, that's a lot more suspicious than if it's once out of two times.
0: Jim discussed the government's findings with a couple other lawyers, and they decided to ask former and current Google employees to get in touch if they were interested in talking.
2: We put a post on the Internet. And didn't necessarily think we would get much of a response, but we got called by about 80 to 100 women who said, yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) Women are paid less than men for the same work.
0: Kelly was one of the women who saw Jim's post. She filled out an online form and then met Jim and his colleagues to tell her story in person. And she heard the other women's stories, too.
1: I felt that I... I was finally realizing that this wasn't a well-intended accident. And I'm not saying that they set out to discriminate against women, but I fully believe that they know about the problem and decided not to fix it. Kelly
0: agreed to be a named plaintiff, along with two other women. Represented by Jim, the three women filed a lawsuit in September. In the complaint, they said that Google pays women less than men for equal or similar work. They also said that the company puts women on career paths with lower pay ceilings. The lawsuit made international news.
1: Welcome back.
2: Alphabet Investors this morning shaking off concerns over the gender discrimination lawsuit filed against Google yesterday.
1: Now, according to court court action lawsuit accuses Google of paid discrimination against women, Three women who used to work for Google filed the suit yesterday. They claim the tech giant... Google
2: declined our request for an interview, but the company has denied the allegations detailed in the lawsuit. The company published a blog post last month that addressed pay equity, and the results are very different from the government's findings that we told you about earlier. Google said it reviewed the salaries of 89% of its workforce. It excluded the jobs that it said weren't held by enough workers for the company to run a reliable analysis. For the job categories it examined, Google says it found a pay gap among a tiny group of workers. The company says it has since closed that gap. Hey, nice good to see morning, you. Good morning, Ellen. How are you? I'm good. Welcome I'm good. to the Superior Court. Just the other week, the latest hearing in Kelly's lawsuit took place in San Francisco. I met up with Jim, the lawyer, outside the courthouse. Let's go inside. Jim has big plans for the lawsuit. He wants it to be a class action case. Today's hearing is to discuss the number of jobs that the proposed class action would cover.
0: Thank you. Good morning. Please have a seat. Good morning, okay. Your Honor.
2: Jim's team argues that 30 different jobs should be included. Google's lawyers argue for a smaller number. The judge, Mary Wiss, rules in favor of Kelly and the other plaintiffs. I catch up with Kelly afterwards. Hey. So, I don't know was it good?
1: What's, yeah, it's good. <laughs>
2: and how does yeah. it feel to you personally?
1: Um, good. I mean it, it, it just feels kind of like another step in the, the journey. You know, there's there's a lot more to go and it so it's not like it feels like a, a victory really, but um it was a the result that we were hoping for. So
2: yeah. and now you have to get to work?
1: Yeah, not get to <laughs> go back to work.
0: Sounds good, Thank you. Yeah. Suing this case hasn't come without its costs. Because of how vocal she's been on gender issues, Kelly's faced a lot of online harassment over the years. And the lawsuit elevated her profile even more. What are the kind of things that the online trolls say to you?
1: I mean, it's anything from, you know, the wage gap isn't real, get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich, to, like, you deserve to be raped. Uh, to teach you a lesson about, you know, going after tech companies because you couldn't cut it as an engineer.
0: Recently, one of the men who threatened her online got a hold of her phone number and started calling her. When she told him to stop, he told Kelly that he was in her neighborhood and mentioned a restaurant on her block. She filed a restraining order against him. But despite
1: all of that, she
0: says she still doesn't regret speaking up.
1: I'm so, like, lucky to have had all of the opportunities um, that landed me in this career. A lot of that comes from my privilege, and I really want other people to have the opportunity because I do think that, like, technology is the future of the economy, and I want it to be available to everyone and for everyone to have the chance to succeed. Um, and if, you know, entire groups of people are being compensated unfairly or not given the same opportunities because of factors that they can't help, then that's not the kind of industry I want to be in.
0: For now, Kelly's trying to live her life as normally as possible, going to work, hanging out with friends, as she waits for the suit to move forward. Jim expects to file a motion on her behalf early next year to get the case certified as a class action suit. If approved, that would open it up to thousands of women who've worked at Google. And that's it for this week's episode of
2: Decrypted. Thanks for listening. Are you a woman in the tech industry? We'd love to hear your story. You can send us an email at decrypted at Bloomberg.net. I'm on Twitter at Ellen Hewitt. And I'm at Aki Ito 7. Please consider leaving us
0: a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite podcast apps.
2: It really helps us find new listeners. Today's episode was produced in collaboration with the Reveal podcast from the Center for Investigative Reporting and PRX. Thank you to our producers Pia Gitkari, Magnus Henriksen, and Liz Smith, as well as Taki Telenidis, Catherine Miskowski, Kevin Sullivan, Jim Briggs, Fernando Arruda, and Wenda Inojosa from the team at Reveal. Francesca Levy is head of Bloomberg Podcasts. We'll see you next week.